Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Alright folks, welcome to Apple and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. Well, well, well guys, here we are, another week. Um, another awful Liverpool performance or result, shall we say. Um, but before we, before we talk about that disappointing, to say the least, game against Newcastle. Um, Danny, how have you been? How are things? Um, and yeah, what have you been up to? Yeah, um, it's good to be back on. Uh, but yeah, under the circumstances, it is shocking, isn't it? Like the only good thing that happened on Saturday was that I was able to get me haircut, and that, and I was excited about that. <laughs> so that kind of softened the blow a little bit of that Newcastle game. Um, but yeah, apart from that, doing good. Just lovely to see things opening back up. There's a lot of people listening to this that are over in England that have been opened up for a couple of weeks, and you're just scumbags, and we all hate you. But over here. It's just starting to open up now. Hairdressers are back. Restaurants are open from tomorrow, and it's it's starting to feel a bit more normal. And, and we just hope it was it was great to see. And I know we're not really going to touch on it much, but it was great to see uh, the cup final over the weekend as well, and actually being fans in the stadium again. And hopefully, this is the start of seeing that change and seeing things returning back to normality. I know we're gonna. Um, speak. We've got a guest on the second half of the show, and I know we're going to speak about um, what it's like living next to the stadiums with no fans being there. But yeah, I think things are looking up. Things are looking up. Not in Liverpool season, but for the rest of society, things are looking all right. <laughs> what about you? Every, uh, not the same, mate. Every every cloud and all. Um, but yeah, no, I've been back to playing football, which is quite good. Um, good to you know get a couple of games a week. You know, don't get me wrong, my touch isn't there. My fitness isn't there, it's never been there, but it certainly isn't there at the moment. <laughs> and uh, but it's, it's good to be able to get the football pitch and maybe do one good thing in an hour. And you think, What you know, I enjoyed that, <laughs> you know, and, and you, you know, it, you know, one good pass or one good goal or one good moment. And uh, you know, see when you put people on a football pitch, it doesn't matter the abilities or, or the role to the game, people are getting out in fresh air and mm. doing what, what we were doing all our life, really. 
and most, as I say, all my friendship mostly been built on playing football and through football. So it's good to get that bit of banter out and start seeing people. And you don't need to be best mates with people to appreciate the sport is football. So I've been at that. Obviously, Liverpool disappointing results. See when it comes to cup final. I mean, Spurs are just. Oh, thank, thank you, Lord, for Spurs because if it wasn't for Spurs and Arsenal teams like that, <laughs> like Liverpool season really would be awful. Like you're, you're laughing, Danny, but you know what I'm getting at. And like Liverpool fans know exactly what I'm getting at. There's not many Spurs or Arsenal fans listening to this podcast. You know, they've got their own way outlets and they give up. But as a Liverpool fan, you know, we've been so bad this season because of so many reasons. But I mean, Arsenal and Spurs are below us. So, so, there you go. But anyway, <laughs> um, let's get into football, Danny. So yeah, Newcastle um, took the lead. Great Mo Salah goal. Um, we had chance after chance after chance after chance and we should have probably been four or five up now that's not to say Newcastle didn't have their chances they did but as the time went on as it was 1-0 you know the old commentators case you know you never you never the game's never over with one goal in it mm. um, they had their we secret weapon Callum Wilson on the bench threw him on um, and yeah I mean they had that kind of controversial disallow goal which to be fair, I don't think it should have been disallowed. I'm speaking as a you know, the strikers union. And then it was a disappointing one one after I think we drew against them the you know, a few months ago as well. How do you assess that game, Danny Ann? Was that the f- in that result after drawing against Leeds the week before? Is that top four over and done with? Or have we still got a chance? I think statistically, people are always going to say that we've still got a chance, but realistically. Do we? Like I said a few weeks ago, didn't I, in the podcast, I said that these next games were, were pivotal in our, in our season, which was the Real Madrid game, the Newcastle game, and the Man United game coming up at the weekend. We, we'd lost the Champions League to Real Madrid. We went and lost that game. Well, it was a draw, but technically in the season and, and how tight it is at the top, a draw at the minute is, is, a, is basically a loss. Um, and and I think we can definitely call it a loss because it was it felt like the Liverpool of three years ago, three four years ago when Klopp first came in. That Liverpool side that yes we've got the players, yes we've got the flair, but unless we have three goals in a game, we never look like we're definitely going to win. And that's what we looked like. We were that team that just we tried to sit back on a one nil second half. We were trying to absorb this pressure. And just not really doing it very effectively at all. I think Fabino, for me, didn't really do what he's done all season at centre-back. I think we really missed him again in centre midfield. Um, and I just it just looked like a hard slog. And I was watching, especially the second half, I was sitting glued to it, just watching the game, begging the team for a second goal because we looked like we were going to lose it if we didn't get another goal in. And, and that's what happened. Yes, I think... Anyone, as a, as a football fan in general, everyone sitting there has got to turn around and say that that Callum Wilson disallowed goal was a joke. Because there's no way in, in fo- for football to exist and to be as exciting as it is, decisions like that should not be being made. And really, we, we were punished for it. And it's almost like justice happened that they got that goal towards the end. Because I think most, even Liverpool fans, would have felt like, We'd got away with one there if we'd have won that game one nil. Um, yeah, we just we just weren't good enough. We we look like a team at the minute that 
is sitting mid-table and has got nothing left to play for. That's what we look like. We're just, we're just kind of riding out these games, hoping for the best, hoping that we maybe pick up a result and other teams lose, which is which is ridiculous in a season that you, you're relying on other teams not getting results. Well, hey, listen, you put that brilliantly, as I say. You know, it doesn't need a big massive, you know, in-depth in discussion about what's gone wrong. We know about the injuries, you know, not all the fans, but they're from free. The, the, the glorious from free that we've discussed at length and we sung the praises and there's no doubting that at one stage they were the best free strikers in the world. No one would, you know, and this is even with the Messi's, Ronaldo's and Mbappe's. At one stage for maybe 18 months, they were untouchable. Mm. But right now they're just not performing. Um, but this brings to Carmi's second point and I know um, we've got an old friend on, Paul Kelly, in the second half of the pod to discuss the United game. But I'll put this to you, Danny. So we've got five games left. We've got Man United, we've got Southampton, we've got West Brom, Burnley and Palace. Now, we know that Burnley and, and West Brom got results against us. Same with Southampton. United games always tend to be, you know, scrappy, tense affairs. And then Palace, let's not beat around the bush. Crystal Palace has been a bogey team for Liverpool for years. Mm. All right. But on paper, if you get a good result against United, the other four games, uh, you know, we're favourites every game. Right now, we're sitting six points. Sixth six place with 54 points. We are four points behind Chelsea. You're on the same amount of games. And again, with West Ham, we're a point behind West Ham on the same amount of games. West Ham are going to get top four. You know, you, you, we, you, we, um, <laughs> it'd make my season if they did. <laughs> <laughs> but let, let's assume that West Ham aren't going to top four. Mm. Chelsea have got the FA Cup final coming and they've got uh, another Champions League semi final coming. So they've got lots of, uh, Games to worry about, but they've got a big squad. Realistically, we need to win those five games, if not maybe win four, draw one, but stay at team points. Yeah. And hope that Chelsea don't get more points than us. It's over, isn't it, Danny? It, it, it's, uh, you know, with Chelsea four points ahead in the same amount of games, do you see, forget, if you take West Ham out the occasion, and you can't rule out Tottenham, who are a point behind us, but you can because they're Tottenham, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, so let, let's assume. It's out of Chelsea and Liverpool. With Chelsea, five games ago, Chelsea got a four-point lead. It's almost impossible to think that we're going to better Chelsea by four extra points, isn't it? Yeah, I think you've we've watched Chelsea, and the thing is that Chelsea are really coming into their own at the minute, and they can sit the consistent. As you said, they've got a really good squad. They were talking today, I was, I was listening on the radio as well, about how they're looking to potentially sell Tammy Abraham in the summer. Uh, Tammy Abraham has, has very rarely started for them in the second half of the season since Thomas Tuchel came in. And and yet Tammy Abraham is still their top goal scorer. So we talk about all these games that they've got coming up, the FA Cup, the Champions League games and stuff. They've got the potential that either in the league or in the FA Cup, they can rotate their squad. They can bring on Tammy Abraham. They can bring on all these other players, and and they've got. I think they've got a good enough squad to be able to have a run in all three. Still, let's be a little bit of an optimist here. So t- take your point well noted. Um, and yeah, the, the fact that they they have Giroud and Tammy Abraham on the bench, mm. it, it's just ridiculous, isn't it? Um, and like if you think the centre backs have got Thiago Silva been there, done it. They've got Kurt Zuma, who you know he's got ex- enough experience behind them now. Mm. Rudiger who is, I think, he's probably the best defender. And then yeah. they've got Christiansen, who's young, come in. That's, but, you know, Liverpool cry off one of them. But anyway, <laughs> let's be an optimist. So the Real Madrid now, sorry, 
Chelsea have Fulham on Saturday. You know, Fulham are still kind of fighting for the lives, but you can't really see past the Chelsea results. But then Chelsea have Real Madrid midweek. Then they've got Man City on the weekend. Now, if I'm correct, I think Man City could secure the league title on the 8th of May. But then Chelsea also have Arsenal, Leicester in the league, Leicester in the FA Cup final, and then Aston Villa last day of the season. So if you think that Chelsea have Leicester, Arsenal, City, there's three games they have in a row mm. in the space of just working us out here whilst we're on we'll get them caught. So Chelsea have over the space of 10, 11 days, they've got uh, Man City, Arsenal and Leicester City. You know, there's an outside chance, Danny, that, that, you know, it, it's a, uh, if we beat United at the weekend, it's a big if, like it's a few, it's a, it's a bloody huge if. Yeah. But if we beat United at the weekend, could, could let's be optimist, could that be the catalyst of Liverpool going on? You know, the last four games, four wins, and just kind of salvaging something from this <laughs> crap season. I'd love, you know, I'd love to say yeah. I'd love to say yeah. We can. But how many times have we said that this season on this podcast? <laughs> said, yeah. If we win this game, this could be the springboard to Liverpool really finishing the end of the season strong. And then we come back the next week and say, what happened there against West Ham? <laughs> what happened there against Newcastle? Like it's a, it's a consistent feature of this season. And, and as I said before in the analysis of the Newcastle game, the fact that we're at a situation in the season as the current title holders, if we're at a situation this season where we're thinking we need other teams to drop points for us to do good. The, se- the season's already over. Like, and, do, you and know, do you know what? I'm going to be a bit of optimist here, so here's my kind of really goggly glasses on as a Liverpool fan here. Um, I'm going to say we get a good result against United. We've got nothing really to play for because they're playing in Europe this week. Yeah, And then they're not going to win the league. And then we go, we play against Southampton. They were safe. Can't really win nothing. Can't do nothing. So, and then you've got West Brom, Burnley and Palace. West Brom are practically relegated. And then Burnley and Palace are playing for nothing. So, you, I'm looking at those five results, the five games. United, Southampton, Burnley and Palace have got nothing to play for. And then West Brom have, but it's a real, real outside chance. So, me being an optimist says that we've got something to fight for. So, it doesn't come down to quality. It doesn't come down to It just comes up. We want something more. And I think Jürgen Klopp's, you can't take away Jürgen Klopp's legacy. Mm. But if we get five results in the next five games and we get top four, it could just springboard us on for next season. But, I mean, it's a difficult one. I'm trying to be optimistic, but let's see what happens against United. That's the thing. Let's see what happens against Man United. At the end of the day, take any situation out of it. Four goals are doing. This is Liverpool versus Man U. Um, but I've noticed, and I'll go quickly into the standing before we kind of go into the second part of the pod, but... No one seems that excited this week about Liverpool United because everyone kind of knows it's just a bit like <laughs> no one's expecting us to win, are they? It's going to be like, oh, we'll probably we'll be, we, we might we might scrape a one nil if we're lucky. So we had this time last season, we were like, ah, our, our second team will beat them, you know, <laughs> some turnaround, isn't it? It is, and you know what? And I'd love to say, oh, that's just the way Liverpool are, but I think it's it's kind of a figure of the season. Like the whole thing is so strange. Even now, you said about West Brom. We're going to be playing West Brom towards the end of the season. Like, if the, if West Brom win all of their games that they've got left to play, they potentially can finish twelfth, the second to bottom at the minute. Like, the league is all over the place at the minute in terms of what's going to happen. And I do agree with you. Like, I don't want to be negative, and I think you don't want you never want to be negative as a football fan supporting your own team. But you've got to be a realist at the same time. And although 
yes, we're not playing that well. Although, realistically, we probably won't get five wins out of the next five games, judging on how we've played this season. If we do get those results, it's just as likely that we can finish in the top four. That's that's the reality of it. Um, we just don't know. This season is so strange that, yes, Chelsea are playing really well at the minute, but if they suddenly lose against Real Madrid next week uh, and then lose one of those games against Leicester, it can downward spiral them. We've, we've seen it happen. We've seen it happen to Villa there between sort of Christmas and February that they fell to bits and dropped right down the table from being in a Champions League space. Start of the season, we were talking about how Spurs could win the league. Like, and obviously that's laughable now, thinking of the way Spurs are and what's happened to them as they bottle it like they do every season. Um, it's so strange. It's just such a strange season and anything can potentially happen. And as you said, if we can get a result of the weekend, it, it gives us a chance, as as we've as we've said all, all the way through this season, it can give us a chance, which is what we need. It's funny though, because I, <clears throat> I remember not too long ago, we were looking at the two United games and we had the two Johnnies on, where we had United two times in a row. I mean, yeah. like, this could be the springboard, um, and there we are playing United again. So this, I don't think this could be the springboard. It has to be the springboard, otherwise the season's over. Yeah. Because the way I see it, if we get beat against United, top four over. But you, I made I made that comment, and I know we're going to go into the second part and get our guest on. But I think what what's been the downfall of our season? I mentioned Southampton, West Brom, Burnley, and Palace. I mentioned those four teams. It's results against those teams. That have put us in the place that we are now. Yeah, and that's where that's where we're at. It's, it's not some we we make this big emphasis about United, but it, it's the it, it's you know it's it's the other teams that we haven't performed against that have put us in this position. Um, but you know what, guys? You know we're two big Liverpool fans. We've said it many times that we're football fans before um, before Liverpool fans, and we've got we've had many a Mancunians on um, Manks, as we like to call them. So. You know, keep, 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 the, keep the listeners interested and that we're not just completely biased. Um, one of our very first podcasts in the early days down in, um, was it Downshare Community Centre? Yeah. Shout out to everyone down in, um, in, in those directions. Me, Danny and a guy called Paul Kelly, we recorded one of our first podcasts. And little did we know that we'd be inviting them on with all the success that we've had. But it'd be a privilege to get him back on. Um, and he's going to have a chance to give him, give us all the abuse and stick that we give him at the time when United were awful, and we were we were going for Champions League and League titles, and uh, he's going to get a little bit of revenge on us now. So, if you've got a friend that supports Man United or even just another team that you want to you want to hear myself, Ammo, and Danny get roasted, tune into the next part. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Right, everybody, welcome back to Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. Now, we were saying there just off air that Paul was our first ever guest we had on this show on the third podcast we ever done. Things have changed a lot since then, but... In terms of football and in terms of socially and everything else that's going on. Um, but we are really, really happy that Paul and his son Carter have both come on to be able to talk to us a little bit about the Liverpool v United game. How are you getting on, right, Paul? Boys. How's it going, lad? You right? Doing good, doing good. Well, I say doing good, but about to talk about a game that is going to be a little bit more contentious this year. Um but yeah, we're going to talk to you a little bit about the Liverpool United game. Now, I want to get your opinion first, Paul, because 
Paul, for those of them, for those that don't know Paul, Paul is all over the place in a minute. He's from Scotland, lives over here on the island of Ireland, um, but yet works in Manchester, right by Old Trafford. So obviously you've seen a lot of the country over the last 12 months when all of us have been stuck indoors. Um, what's it like, Paul? Tell us a little bit. What's it like living outside the football stadiums with no fans being in over the last 12 months? So with me being there like the past 12 months, I ain't going to lie, when I knew I was going to be working in Manchester, I was looking really forward to it, you know, thinking all the fans, the weekend buzz, as you do have at Anfield. Um, and actually when I got there, it was uh, just before... Uh, Christmas there um, when we played PSG and um, I thought, you know, quite excited match day. I'm going to walk to Old Trafford and just get to see if there's anybody there and see if there's any buzz. There was a guy playing a saxophone and just people, like local joggers and people cycling. It was just weird. Absolutely weird. Um, you know, it's it's just crazy times. But yeah, there's no atmosphere. There's there's a couple of security guards. That's it. It's just crazy, to be fair. And you think that's mad, isn't it? Like against PSG, especially, it's like one of the big games of the footballing calendar. The the names that are inside that stadium playing at that particular time, and there's one guy on a saxophone, a couple of people running by. Is that not just? Does that not just epitomise the weirdness of this season as a whole? Uh, yeah, exactly. I think it reflects on the pitch as well. I think um, you know if you remember, like years and years ago, if it was some trouble with. Um, fans not allowed to go and you'd have to play behind closed doors it was a big thing you know because you can hear the echoes the weirdness and unfortunately it's become a bit of normality but like you say the amount of superstars that was in that stadium there was no buses no security it was just it was just weird it's just it's, it's you can tell on the pitch it's been a crazy season um, and I think that's why people are finding consistency in form um, because Covid's affecting um, obviously individuals in different ways uh, even football players you know yeah Oh yeah, and I suppose that's that's the first question I want to ask you before we get into this match because basically I'm trying to avoid talking about this match as much as possible. <laughs> um, in terms of last time, last time we had you on the pod, and obviously we've had a few other United fans on since. One of the the consistent things that's always come up is this whole question of should Oli actually be the manager of United? Um, should should they maybe get rid of him? Is he just a stopgap until you get a, a really good manager? We're now obviously used to sitting second in the league. Potentially, obviously, the the, the hot favourites to, to win the Europa League come end of the season, different things like that. Do you think that Oli has just had the time to grow into the role or do you think he is doing as well because there's no fans and he, he hasn't got that pressure of the fans in Old Trafford sort of getting behind him if, if results aren't going his way? What, what do you make of the whole Oli era, I suppose? I, I think... Um... I think first and foremost, a good leader serves himself with good good commanders, and I think that's what Ollie's done straight away. With he likes to make peeling, you know, and and um, coaches and players forward, especially introducing Dan Fletcher, and, you know, and all that kind of good stuff. So I think they're first and foremost, he's he's quite clever like that. Um, he's surrounded himself with good commanders. People know the club, the Manchester way, uh, United way. Sorry, um, but I just think um, I think the season for Ollie's been. I think it would have been better if it was fans. To be honest, I think. Our, our home record this season kind of proves it. I think if you had the the twelfth player, i.e. the fans, especially also being Liverpool fans in Anfield, I'm pretty sure you'd won a few um, home games as well and got some extra points. So I think I think they would have been behind all even more. I think the problem with United is maybe consistency, but it's a marathon or a sprint. I think all he's done a lot of good things that other players haven't done. I mean, no disrespect to any United players, but 
Phil Jones, for instance, he's not had a sniff. You know, there's other players that, like your Darmian, your Meros, and all he's done sensible because you, you've got to sell before you buy. Um, and I think I think when we last spoke about that, um, I think it's been a, on the third podcast. I think there's been a lot of progression since then. You know, Smallin's been sold. Um, I might come back to haunt us tonight. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, Jones has been nicely. There's people we're getting the right people in, and I think I think he's been clever with um, with the Cavani deal as well. I think I think a lot of people have never seen that coming. I think uh, I actually want to keep him. You know, he's he, um, I'm trying to think who he'd done it with before. It was, you know, in Gallo. I thought that was quite smart as well. Bringing, you know, people maybe say he never got much of a game, but I, th- I think, um, I think he's doing the right things. I think the next thing, the next step is to get the players we need. You know, Ed Woodward. This, this is the thing. We had Woodward stepping down. Who, who? I know Van der Sar's favourite, and to be fair, if Van der Sar comes, and I think, I think all players, um, coaches, and everything will be in a good link. You know, um, like David Gill and that's Alex Ferguson had a great relationship. I'm pretty sure Oli Gunnar Solskjaer and Van der Sar have still got, have got a good relationship, clearly. Um, so I think um, I think that's vital moving forward. If we get the right players, I think we'll be more consistent next season. It's just consistency at the minute. But then it's hard because of COVID. I don't know, is COVID playing a part? Like you say, Danny, um, it's, it's tricky. But yeah, I'm, I've always been Oli, as you guys know. Um, Paul, can I just ask, so you mentioned consistency and stuff and I'm sure we'll come into it a little bit in the pub, but compared to the last couple of seasons, from what I can see, or and as I say, I don't watch Follow United as much as you, but has there not been like a, a little period of them getting a little bit better each season? You see, like they got to two semi-finals last season. So if United get to the Open League final and they finish, you know, comfortably in the top four, is that not progression? Is that not like some kind of consistency? Or are you still thinking to yourself, well, it's okay for now, but there's big and better things to come? I think yeah, you're right. Amal. I think like uh, overall consistency. I think we're slowly, slowly progressing. Um, as Liverpool done under Klopp in the first three, four years, you know, um, just progress is a slow process. But I think I think it's consistency because we can go to we can go to PSG and have a, an amazing game and get away an away win at PSG. But then we'll be playing like Fulham at the weekend and just absolutely be dire. It's that kind of consistency. At, that, that worries me at the minute. It should it shouldn't be like that, you know? And I think, you know, like I say, we've been playing away from home, smashing teams, to be honest, when we're playing good. And then, well, well, sorry, away, we're smashing teams away and then we come home uh, thinking that, you know, we should be playing the same. And it's like, well, it's like, um, who are we playing at the weekend? And then, Leeds you played this last week? Aye, Leeds, aye, Leeds, Leeds away. No, no. Um, you know, it was a flat, dead, born game. I don't know if that's because of saving players for tonight, but this, the, the consistency week on week is a bit. I think if we, if you know, if City lost that game to Villa, um, when Villa would, um, City were doing the ten men stones there, that that would have shrunk it to five points if United had beat Leeds. Now you think if that finished like that with a five point gap at the end of the season, all the inconsistent games we've had at Old Trafford this season, it could have been a different league. So mm. yeah, but to be the best of the rest is not. I mean, this season, considering everything, you know, we were top of Christmas, mate, and one of the is now. So you, you must have been doing something right. I mean. We and Danny were chatting in the first part of the show. We had those two blockbuster games, didn't we? Where Liverpool and United played each other twice. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, compared to where we are now, coming into this game, it's, you know, you're favourites. Like last season, we were favourites. Now, what do you think, Danny? Do you think we're favourites or do you think they're favourites or what would you say? To win this game? It's... Yeah, I mean, I, I would put United down as favourites. Yeah, it's a hard one, and I suppose it's it's worth asking you as well, Paul. Is is has it has it kind of lost its sizzle over the last couple of years? This game, you look at Liverpool United stats wise, 
the last 12 times we've played each other, you've won twice. There's been seven draws. So there's like we've won we've won three. So it, it tends to be a bit of a draw fest considering there's so much put onto it. it. It generally fizzles out. And do you think that's starting to be a consistent part of the game, or do you think when it comes to the weekend that you're gonna that you're definitely favourites? It's it's at Old Trafford. You've got the you, the way you're playing at the minute. You might win tonight, which will propel you. Obviously, give you that momentum going into a big game like that. Do you think it's worth hyping up, or do you think it's going to be another fizzled out, nil nil, one all type game? See, I think in the past couple of seasons, be you know, a United's perspective, playing Thursday Sunday games. I think come Sunday they're just and yeah, again, it's going back to what I just recently said. Then um, we can go away from home and, and and smash games in Europa League or Champions League or whatever. And then play on a on a Sunday or a Monday and just get stuffed. So, I think um, going into this game, I, I, I generally all depends on tonight's kind of score because there's no consistency at United. But I like to think United the way we play and and the bench that we've got at the minute. I think I think I think we can sneak a win, but I don't think it's going to be like a four three thriller. Um, and I think that's just due to the fans again. Hmm. You, you 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 know you've got players that want to like. Run, run up into the corner flag and celebrate at the cup end or whatever. You know, it's it's just the, the players have lost that buzz. But VAR's a lot to do with that as well. I think you know people are too scared to celebrate, and you know they're celebrating, and then it's just denied. It's just like an anticlimax. It's quite sad. I mean, Smalling got interviewed on Man U TV today because obviously they're playing Roma's playing them tonight, and that's what he said today. He's like he says he's so looking forward to, forward to this moment where they come back to Old Trafford, but because of the fans, it's just it's dead, dead in the water. Mm. But yeah, we win. <laughs> are, are you favourites, Paul, or not? Are you considering um, last season? We, we, yeah, I think it's it's, it's safe to say, in a degree, that I'd when we Cole, left that in the pod, we were favourites, weren't we? But I wouldn't say Liverpool favourites now. No, I'd, I'd say I would say. I th- personally, I think it'll be a draw. Um, oh, he's sitting on the fence, Danny. No, no, I, I think personally it'll be a draw, but I'd say, truthfully, if I was to go, and this is just for a footballing brain rather than a United supporter brain, I'd say United, the way we played away from home this season, I think, I think, uh, yeah, I think we'll sneak it. I think we'll sneak could, it. Could you say, argue, maybe, Paul, that, you know, this is me being really optimistic, Liverpool have got everything to play for. United definitely. have secured the top four, and you're playing you know, tonight, Thursday. Could that have, or do you think Ollie will change the team completely, or... No, I think I think Ollie obviously this is Liverpool. This is the 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 obviously not the enemy, but I mean this is this is like rivals. You know, it doesn't matter where you sit in the league. And I like to think Ollie would say that to his players, and you know, I would definitely say it to the players. It doesn't matter where you are in the league. We're playing Liverpool. You play you play your next game. You play as hard as you play, regardless. You know, and I think personally, should feel the strongest team. And how do you think it will, Carter? Do you think do you think United will win, or do you? You see the mighty Liverpool winner? Oh, I think Man United will win. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> give us give us a score prediction, Carter. How do, how do you think it's gonna go? Two one. I think we're gonna um Sal's gonna score first and then United's gonna go all guns blazing and who's gonna, sc- who's gonna score for United? Rashford and Cavani. And uh, who's your favourite player, Carter? McTominay. McTominay? Mm-hmm. Bit of a graft, a bit like your dad, isn't he, actually? One of the central midfielder that just gives us all, but maybe isn't, hasn't got the, the finesse of a, 
about uh, Pogba. <laughs> no, these days. All right, <laughs> Paul, how's it going? <laughs> now, yeah. obviously, speaking, as you said before, Paul, like consistency tends to be key in a season like this. Like we've seen it in the in the season when Leicester won the league and stuff like that. And Oli obviously has brought about a lot of consistency. You see, you look at your last six games, like one at home to Brighton, one away to Granada, one away to Spurs, um, one at home then to Granada in the second leg of the Europa League, uh, one at home to Burnley, drew it away to Leeds. So you're bringing a good level of consistency where you look over Liverpool's last Six games, we've had three draws, two wins and a loss. And it, it's kind of all over the place. Do you think, in this type of season, do you think consistency is what's going to help? And with that consistency, we have a little bit of a bet on, just so you know. We have a bet on that if West Ham stay consistent and get into the top four at the end of the season, Ammo has to shave his eyebrows off. Never going to happen. Do you think that there is still a chance for the likes of... West Ham to to finish in the top four, and do you think Oli can take that consistency that he has done with United into next season and be able to push us even to even to challenge for the title? I do like you've just said about West Ham. I do think consistency has been the key this season, and uh, I'd say actually one of the most consistent teams has been West Ham. Mm. Um, they've been playing, they've been playing some good football. They've been playing fearless football. You know, they've they've been really playing like they're going at guns blazing. I mean. I think that's the on-loan superstar, uh, Lingardino, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> uh, helped, but, um, but no, no, I mean, it's been brilliant for a man you, uh, United perspective because um, Lingard's playing plenty of socks off, to be honest. Um, getting a call-up for England, getting a man-a-match for England, so it's good. But I think um, I think West Ham will stay in the top four and I think Oli will bring consistency and um, I think we'll get rid of a wee bit more Deadwood in the off-season and maybe bring one or two players in. I mean, I know what players knew, you know what players we kind of want, but, um, as in, sorry, you know what players we kind of want, but, um, yeah, no, I think, I think, I think next season will be even better than this season. I, de- I generally mean that as well. Oh, Pogba. So, he causes a lot of debate and, um, I am on, I'm on Carragher's side. I think he's, well, I, I just don't see, I'm not a fan of Pogba, right? But, I have to say now, you know, there was a bit of a phase of the season, this season where he was kind of brilliant. Well, where do you stand with him? Do you think you cash in on him, or do you think he's a good asset? I think. Do you know what? It's, it's weird what you're saying. Just just before he got that injury, there he was starting to really like um, play some good football, and it was just it was it wasn't individual. Yeah, he's he's, he's an individual world class player, I think. But I think his link up play and some of the team goals he would start off them team goals. He maybe never necessarily get the assist, but you boys know what I'm on about when you see a nice team goal, nice one two touches back and forth. He, he's been involved in them classic team goals. I think um, I think he's more playing a wee bit more than left now, rather more defensively as well. Mm. And I think that was been an argument for the last couple of seasons that he's not playing. Um, well, Marino never played him on his preferred position, um, and I think, I think, yeah, he, I don't know if he's a starting eleven player because you, you would be, yeah, definitely because you would. Um, you, so would you cash in? You know, so let's say I don't know Juventus, Real Madrid, eighty to hundred million. Would you would you let him go? Depends on what they did. Yeah, if, if we needed to free up money to get players that I think would make a more a difference, then yeah. Um, so if if, we, if somebody was to say right now, you know, um, we can get Haaland, but we need to sell Pogba for money, then yeah, go go for it. Oh, that's a big name you mentioned there. Me and Danny's discussed them. What about you, Carter? Would you uh, 
Would you rather keep Matomini or or Pogba? It's a tough one. It's a tough one, though. <laughs> would you keep Matomini or would you keep Pogba, Carter? Uh, keep McTominay. <laughs> Good. I, yeah, I definitely. Right. I mean, young. He's only going to get better as well. And I think, I think actually last season, I prefer McTominay to Pogba. Pogba never had a good season last season and McTominay stepped up at the right time. I think he's definitely going to be the future captain for United. Definitely. Great guy. Definitely. Yeah, He's definitely going to be. I think if you build a team around McTominay as well, I generally mean that because like you've seen him play defensive with, with Fred. You, um, he, he can play over the pitch. You've seen him play a defensive midfield position, but every time he's he's on the outside of that box is like an attacking midfielder picking up on his ball. He can strike a ball like a striker. He could. Uh, he could be like the next Lee Catamore, couldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm only joking, but I'm not really. But no, <laughs> I just look yeah. like him. And then if you see him playing international for Scotland, he plays centre-back. So he can play anywhere in the pit. I mean, for a guy that's so versatile, you know, he's a key player for, for us. Like. Mm, fair enough. And Cavani, just last question from me, Cavani, like, every time I've watched him, you might not have scored, but he, he's just really clever, isn't he? Like, the in, how can I just the, that leap we three or four yards where you need to create space and make a run? I've never seen anyone like it. He's brilliant at it, isn't he? Yeah, he's fantastic. I, I've always said to my son, um, what watch the off the ball movement? Like you say, he's maybe no um, scoring him goals, but he's he's getting ready his markers and he's 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 running it, especially on set pieces and that and crosses. He's running in them gaps, but he's getting an extra second or two to maybe take a touch and take it. You know, if it, but if no, he's drawn. He's drawn people at last minute and he's creating space for these other players. His movement is brilliant. Is you know, at last season I ain't gonna lie, it was hard to watch United. The, the second part of this season has been, been quite good when we've played well. Cavani's brilliant. I think he's still got a couple of seasons left. Fair enough. I, I, big fan of it. Big fan of his. Yeah. So last last couple of questions I want to give you, Paul, is one, I want a prediction out of you for how you think Sunday is going to go. United, Liverpool, as you said, no fans, things looking very, very different. Not really a whole lot to play for for United. Um, obviously more to play for this evening. What how, how do you think United are going to line up and what do you think the score is going to be? Um, it's hard because I think obviously with the Europa, Ollie will be thinking that. So it's came at the, probably the worst time for us semi-finals. So I'd like to field my strong team. The, if we if we come away for we're at home tonight actually, but if we come with a good result tonight, I'd like I'd like to think that Ollie's going to field the starting eleven strong as can be. Go for it, attacking football is nothing to lose. You know, apart from well, you've got a lot to use your pride and your defeating the rivals. But then at the same time, I think Liverpool have got a point to prove. I think even though you've had a bit of poor season, I think if you scalped United and, and get, um, hammered us, you know, in a good fastball football and lesson, I think it's a wee bit of pride restored in the club. So I think I think I'm, I'm I think it's going to be a proper attack of football back and forth. I think it's going to be like I don't know if he's watched the game last night, um, the City game. I think it's going to be. I'm hoping it's going to be like that because that was a great game to watch. It was crazy. It gave me two halves. So I think that's going to be like that. I think I think it's going to be a game of two halves. You Liverpool are going to dominate the first half. Or the second half, and vice versa, United. So, but I think it's still going to be, like you say, I think it's going to be an interesting game. But I think it'll be like one 0 that person. I think it's mm, not going to be like know. a seven goal thriller or anything, you know. Unfortunately, what do you reckon? I'm a score prediction just from the other side. <laughs> do you know what? My heart says two three one to Liverpool. Um, my brain says one nil to United. Mm. Um, history suggests probably one one. No, no. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with my heart. I'm gonna say two one Liverpool. I think I think United playing midweek tonight. 
I think yeah. maybe that coming towards the last couple of minutes, maybe the last 15, 20 minutes, it could be tight and we could sneak a goal. Um, I'm, I'm hoping and praying. But I mean, would anyone in the world be shocked if it was completely tight and, and scoreless? Because I know us three wouldn't anyway. Yeah, I think that's been the theme of the season, what hasn't it? I think I'm the same. I'm honestly, I'm honestly going for one all. Um, I just think over the last, as I said, probably five six years, that seems to be the the main results that are coming out. Nil nils, one ones. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think it'll be any different. I think this season has summed up for us that teams at the minute are more they don't want to lose rather than they want to win. And I, I think Liverpool have been. I've epitomised that this season is that we've done all that we can to try and not lose rather than try and win games. Um, because as we said, if you can get points on the board, it helps you during the season. West Ham have proved that. Chelsea have proved that. Um, Spurs have proved that to a certain degree through a bad season. Um, so yeah, I'm going for one all. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. As we said, there can always be a game where anything can where anything can happen during these games. So we hopefully will see a bit of a thriller and hopefully we'll see, as Paul said, Good football. Thank you very much for coming on, fellas. Really, really appreciate Thank you guys. talking a little bit. Thank you. And uh, Carter, do you want to tell everyone about that time when you give me man of the match in the charity match you played? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, 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 uh, I'll give you the money next time I see you. I forgot to give you it. Hey, listen, Paul, it'd be good to get a football pitch sometime soon as well, would you? Uh, me and yeah, yeah, I know. Hopefully in the pipeline, so it'll be good to... Uh, Get back on the football field and do what we all all love doing. Rivals, rivalries aside, you know. Mm. Oh no, definitely. Like um, when you get that wee charity match and you need any United Kenny fans, give us a shout. Like, yeah, uh, well, especially well, for a good cause, like you know. So, <laughs> thank you. Well, thanks for coming on. As I say, you were uh, you were blown our trumpets at the uh, <laughs> just just before you come on. But no, thank you so much. For coming on, you, you've come across brilliant. So, yeah, let's hope it's a good game and uh, good luck in your Mickey Mouse Cup tonight. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys. Uh, that will be going Now, a good podcast as, as usual. I'm a United fan, and I'm, I'm not ashamed to say I do listen to the podcast. It's good. It's for f- football fans rather than as, as much as Liverpool fans. So, thanks for me for having been a part of this, guys. Thank you. Oh no, appreciate it, Paul. Thank Everybody. you so much. And as I said, we'll be able to al- analyze this game come next week and see what goes on. Hopefully, in the future months, be able to see things start to change and us be able to talk about these games while being in the stadiums all being well next season. But until then, thank you all so much for listening to Hamill and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.